I was searching for something, something that I don't think had any fucking thing to do with toilets. He was right. I was looking for something else entirely. A podcast. It's September 24th, 2009. And this is Idle Thumbs 44. And I'm Chris Remo. And I'm Jake Rodkin. And by popular demand, and because Nick is out of town, we have Steve Hot Scoops Gainer, yeah. our favorite dude. I'll, hey, Scoops. I'll assume it was mostly the first one. Probably mainly that. Yeah. We actually have had uh, numerous people yeah, ask keep, when you will return. Where's, when's there a song? Bring back Hot Scoops. <laughs> so In that order. Well, I'm yeah. here and I've brought my guitar. Nice. <laughs> Or I haven't, but I am here. Uh, this is going to be an exciting episode of Idle Thumbs Video Game Web Podcast. Yeah. Good. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for being here, Scoops. Woo! <laughs> so, Good times. So, Not much. How is it going with you? You're making a Bioshock 2. Yeah. Still doing that? Yeah. I'm, uh, it's, not, it's not done yet, but oh. uh, it will be. Sweet. Yeah. Our, our release date got announced. So Oh yeah, coming out in February. Like yeah, I think February 9th is like ship date. Um, so that's pretty that's pretty exciting to know when when people are going to get to play it. Yeah, yeah, things are going well. Good times. Cool. How's things at the Gama Sutra News Network? Not very interesting for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we post a lot of news. Oh wow! About what? Uh, you know, the video game industry and video games. Hmm. Yeah, that wouldn't be appropriate for this. No, podcast. that's true. No. <laughs> completely no off topic. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <clears throat> cool. I, I guess. Um, yeah. <clears throat> oh, actually, you know what? Before we before we uh, begin the real thing, I want to mention that the Resident Evil Five stuff we talked about last week, we we actually put that up on our website at idlethumbs.net uh, in a post. There, it's a couple days old at this point. Yeah. So, so if, you, if you want to watch Refrigerator Man go and blow dudes away, yeah, and then hide behind a corner. <laughs> there it is. It's, it turned out pretty well. Uh, so that's that. Um. Cool. I was playing Halo ODST today. That came out this week. I went and picked it up. I picked up that in Scribblenauts, actually. And yeah. um, but at you, the same you played time, Halo instead of Scribblenauts. Well, I played Scribblenauts on the bus, and then I played mm. Halo on in the, the house. house. I hear the T in that Halo is really odious. It is. It's a quite an odious oh, T. Odious T. Uh, See what I did? All right. So how's the game? Which one? Uh, let everybody expects us to talk about scribble knots because you know that's gamers true. love scribble so let's talk about halo yeah <laughs> throwing a curveball oh um so i heard that you play as master chief in this halo game uh <laughs> wait a second jake i heard that you don't play as master chief in this halo game chris had master chief been here or Vinny Three Fingers, Joey Calzone, Salacious Crumb, Video Games, or was it someone else? Um, so I heard that you play as Master Chief in this Halo game. Uh, so we came in and you were playing Halo ODST. I noticed That's it true. had a silenced pistol in it. 
It did. I noticed that Master Chief was replaced with the new playable character, ODST. It's <laughs> it's, a, it's an abbreviation so, for his name. For Odious? Yeah. yeah. Well, Octavius, yeah. David. ODST sounds uh, like a Star Wars character from the new trilogy. It's, a, it's like a rap name, though, as well. You mean like if it were a word spelled out? Yeah. Like, yeah, it totally does. Yeah. Also, it might just be a smelly shirt. <laughs> Odious Trent. Or a, or a drink, like, you know. A drink, a tea drink that smells really bad. Uh, yeah, what what is that? Th- I'm think I think what I'm actually thinking of is a little rat muppet that hung out with Jabba the Hutt. Salacious Crumb. Yes, pretty much ODST. His Halo. name probably includes those letters. Salacious yeah, Crumb. so he's actually Salacious Crumb is the controllable character <laughs> it's in, true. in Halo. Uh, I was Salacious surprised. Crumb. Huh. Yeah, it's it weird. plays pretty much like Master Chief, but but it's he weird like, when you go into those third person segments. He's got that crazy laugh and he sort of jumps up on the ceiling every now and then. Yeah, oh, what a wiggles douche. around and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Wait, you Interesting like gameplay it? mechanics though. What did I? Know? Oh, I said he was a douche. Yeah, what he eats C3PO's eyeball. C3PO can get another one. Uh, I guess. Anyway, so you play as that guy. Yeah, huh. so that was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting direction for it was surprising Bungie to take yeah. the series. Now that they're free from Microsoft, like who knows what those guys will do? <laughs> An unlicensed uh, Star Wars <laughs> puppet as the controllable character. <laughs> Bold Bungie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Are well, you liking you, the video the game? Like, what? They're pushing the envelope. Yeah. It's true. Envelopes are all over the place. I noticed you had the same sniper rifle, but a different pistol, and the pistol was very quiet. Yeah, you have a silenced pistol. Um, you play one of a bunch of dudes in this game. Like, it's it's so actually it's interesting. Like it's Call of Duty-ish, where you It's sort of like Call of Duty, yeah. Um, it's odd in terms of simultaneously how similar it is to, you know, Halo 3 or another Halo game, as well as how many ways it's different. Uh, I suspect there will be a lot of people who are equally annoyed by both of those things. Because um, they both have things to be annoyed about. I don't know. Like the, um, Isn't the official title Halo 3? Yeah. So, is, yeah. That mean, so that it, it is literally like an expansion pack, right? Yeah, but it's a standalone $60 game. So, right. you know. Um, it's like Halo 3 2. But it's not that either because it's not a sequel. Yeah. It's yeah. It's just I don't. Yeah, it's, it's like a full length expansion. It's, like a, it's pack, almost like, a spinoff game or something. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't yeah. know exactly what how to classify a Halo it. episode, but it's right. not. Uh, and but it's, it's unclassifiable. It can't be pinned down. Except that it is basically just like you know more Halo. I mean, it. it right. It's I don't know. It's weird. It's it's. <laughs> Why it's, didn't they just call it that? Then? <laughs> more Halo, Halo from Bungie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, I'm yeah. I'm still trying to figure out like entirely what I think about it. Um, Have you played it co-op yet or anything? I actually haven't. No, but I I w- it's the same co-op implementation implementation as other mm. Halo games, which is just another dude in there that's not. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, there's nothing that like yeah meaningfully changes as as far as the. It's just you you hang out with your buddy while playing through it, right? Yeah, and exactly. also you sh- he shoots a guy as well. Yeah, which is fine. One it's of fun, you plays but I, Jabba in co-op actually, right? So. <laughs> strange that they didn't change the mechanics for those two guys uh but yeah but i mean i pretty much know how that plays because the combat is more halo combat i mean that's that's basically what i was getting at earlier when i was talking about things that are the same i mean it is like you fight more of pretty much the same guys um with most of the same weapons and uh you know same same basic underlying mechanics um except that your guy actually has a health bar instead of recharging health and instead of like an explicit shield you have a a stamina bar. stamina it's I've not heard. a bar though it's like this sort of um like ambient thing where the mm-hmm. screen gets red yeah, like and a, then, stam- a stamina presence right yeah. and then it fades away and your guy's fine again like a ghost um, but 
ace stamina gears of war health right except the health itself is actually discrete health like you do right. actually health need to itself. go pick up health packs it does make it quite different to the recent halo games because yeah well i mean is it basically like when your stamina runs out you start to lose right off of your health bar and then yeah, you have exactly. to replenish the health bar intentionally right yeah and it does it does change the combat to some extent i mean it not enough that it that it feels like combat from a different game or something. It just means you have to be a little more careful. I mean, I'm playing on heroic right now, which is mm -hmm. the second highest difficulty level, um, which is usually what I start out, you know, with on a halo game. I suspect that playing it in legendary, which is the hardest one, uh, that health mechanic probably affects it. Yeah. Consider a more, more considerable amount. I don't know. It's, it's nice to just come back to halo and play more halo combat. I, I don't know. I mean, I, you guys probably aren't super into halo, but I, I, I think halo has, some of the best first-person combat, really, in any shooter. Real, I don't know. I, yeah, I think Steve, the, uh, Steve, you walked in, and the first thing you said when you saw it on the screen was, "Hey, that looks like you can actually control this game on a console," which was funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, that wasn't my exact quote, but I, 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 I mean, was just, paraphrasing. And yeah, you just know. from watching, I was impressed with how precise and fluid the the aiming looked. I don't remember. It's been too long since I played Halo Three, but I don't remember if it looked like you know there was an improvement there with the new one like if they had refined the controls at all do you think they have i don't know it's hard to tell i've seen a lot of like really intricate comparisons people have made on the internet in terms of how the the characters from odst compared to master chief in terms of their weight and strength and all that stuff and i i, I honestly have been doing not... a lot of that on the internet <laughs> surprisingly so <laughs> and, and um, you've been watching the it's also video? uh no I, I don't know if there are videos there probably are um Oh, they're like articles? Well, people, I've just, I mean, I'm more mean just on forums. Like a uh, forum post? people commenting. Oh, okay. um, but uh, It didn't look like you jumped as high. Yeah, know. you don't jump quite as high. You don't throw grenades quite it, as it far. It didn't look like but, you were moon jumping as much. Right. You know, kind of like, Woo! You still, though, jump more than any human would, so right. it kind yeah, of feels you, essentially the same to yeah. me. Yeah. I mean, um, it's supposed to be kind of floaty, right? Like, you kind of right. can aim better when you're landing and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, um... <laughs> but as far as, far as like floater. really specific tuning changes yeah, in the controls, um, I don't know. I, it's also been long enough since I played Halo Three that I I, I don't remember. But I do. Yeah. I, I mean, I do know that with the Halo series in general, it's kind of like last week when I was talking about uh, Call of Duty Four, or in that case, Modern Warfare Two. Um, there, those really are the two series that I am able to control on a console pretty well. And I, I really have trouble with a lot of shooters on consoles. Yeah. Like I was talking about Left 4 Dead, I think a few weeks ago now at this point. Yeah. And that is one that I find really difficult to control on a controller hmm. with a controller. But yeah, as a I, controller. Exactly. As a controller. In a respect controller. to a controller. I, I Left 4 Dead, I played uh, the vast majority of my time playing it has been on a console. And I felt like I got used to it pretty quickly because I played it. I played the demo on PC first mm -hmm. and got used to it and mm -hmm. a little bit. And then I started playing on console and it was kind of a, uh, there was an obvious difference, but, um, right. yeah, I felt like they, they made it work. It might maybe just has a little bit more of a oh yeah no, learning I mean, curve or you know, also, that game is probably the strongest curve. valve game in terms of playability on a console. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. They're probably just <laughs> continually getting better at that. And there are, there are obviously a lot of people who aren't me who are just way better at playing a shooter on a console. Right, there's, I, there's a thousand eye rolls occurring right, right now. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, just, I just mean, like, it's definitely been my experience that that Bungie has done an extremely good job just tuning those mechanics to a very, very 
a fine point. But um, to talk, I guess to talk about ODST a little more broadly. Um, I only hear that as ODST now. As opposed to now, what? Now ODST. Oh, yeah. Well. Now all of our listeners do as well. I know. I can't stop thinking about the ODST. And it, it's yeah. The, yeah, it's the opposite way too. Next time one of our listeners is drinking some ODST, they aren't going to be able to think about <laughs> anything but Halo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I um sorry guys. It was really weird. Ladies, I was talking to some uh, some bungee person, I don't know, a month or two back or something, and he was saying like it was actually a marketing decision that changed it from Halo 3 Recon to Halo 3 ODST, which sort of blew my mind because I had no goddamn idea what an ODST was, yeah. and I can't imagine how that's easier for anyone to It is definitely a more unique thing. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean to say oh, yeah, you know, I don't know. If, yeah, if, I mean, you, if you say ODST, people know what you're talking about, whereas it, otherwise you'd have to say Halo 3 Recon. Because yeah, people I mean, are just going to refer to this as like ODST a, now yeah, on the internet and that's true. everywhere. It is its own brand. Yeah. yeah, as opposed to saying, hey, I was playing some Recon. You were doing what? Playing? Oh, I meant Ghost yeah. Recon Advanced Warfighter. Right. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, Growl. Yeah. Yeah, they, they probably just felt like they had big enough mindshare that people would be more accepting of a weird subtitle like that. You know, they're going to be talking about it anyway, so. Yeah, yeah, that's true. About um, ODST, but um, it's interesting. You 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 play as one of these sort of less ridiculous trooper characters, or you know, less powerful troop, trooper characters, and um, the game is structured around a hub world and or like a hub map that sort of gradually opens up over the course of the game. You keep yeah. coming back to it, and from that map, you come across little objects and and clues to what happened in this destroyed city and every time you find one you jump back you have sort of a flashback into another character that had some experience either there in the city or some somewhere else entirely and uh i don't know the, the idea is that you're supposed to it's sort of sort of supposed to be like a you're like a film noir detective solving a mystery or something it's yeah. who you actually play as uh well i just mean like <laughs> In play as Rock Flanagan Ti. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's a little, it's a little weird in that you know your your character does find like a sort of sniper rifle hanging somewhere, and then I guess the idea is supposed to be <clears throat> from that. Yeah, he pieces together like this elaborate battle scenario because it it is sort of painted that way. <laughs> and then he killed four dudes. Then he was killed, but then he went back in time right. and killed eight dudes. Right. It's like it's weird because there's there's you know you there's guns like <laughs> there, there's like guns and wreckage absolutely everywhere, like all over the entire city. And then you're but your guy's able to like well, he's a tracker. That's true. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it, the the implication would have to be there was some kind of psychic bond or some shit. Yeah, right? there's definitely no sort of implication he's of that, just that Manny. good whoa yeah i mean you are that good because you are him in halo odst nice i know you are salacious crumb pi <laughs> <laughs> this game is just sounding better and better it's weird it's a weird one <laughs> yeah um but well, it's can just do whatever they want these days and then throughout the city i guess nick's not here to take a dump on audio logs but uh there are in addition to the these like actually drop an audio log you can drop an audio log all over my face <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, dude. Uh, in addition to the actual <laughs> clues themselves, there are uh, optional audio logs that, that are... So Nick hates them? Well, Nick in general, I think, is just sick of audio logs, he declared last week. Um, but uh, the um, it's weird. They're less the audio logs that, that have been in games like, um, like Bioshock, for example, yeah. or more recently Batman. They're actually like 
full on like radio dramas. It's it's really weird with like lots of you know several characters in them and like lots of sound effects. Yeah. Who and left? Who left these audio logs behind? The idea is that the whole city is or was controlled by this this sort of like audio log <laughs> uh, recording by device a, a like theatrical uh you know repertory theater that kind of <laughs> tromped around and uh um yeah it was in the middle of a big huge uh, performance art festival actually right. sort of ex experimental <laughs> installation uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Salacious Crumb P.I. explores the wreckage of Theater Town, USA. Yeah. It's actually, the, it was the band from Jabba's Palace. They uh, <laughs> they go around and reenact famous Halo battles, and then yeah. you find them in a city. <laughs> it's a weird famous game. Halo battles. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, so is this on the Halo world? or I don't even know it's on Earth. about it Halo takes place on Earth. anything. But yeah, the idea is that the city is controlled by this AI called the Superintendent that I guess like the... There's a single character that that these audio logs all center around, uh, and she, like, I guess has some kind of like link into this city AI thing. And I mean, I think the idea is that it's, it's been recording her or something. Yeah, like she she yeah, her father is like an important person in the administration or whatever, and I guess she has surveillance stuff. I don't know. All right, I mean, whatever. I, I get it. I understand yeah. now what is happening in in uh, ODST. Uh, but it's but it, they're weird. I I I don't. I can't Do you like listening to them? See, I can't figure it out. Yeah. I kind of the whole Are thing they like about really long. They're, they're actually fairly long. But yeah. one interesting thing about ODST in general is that like I've always felt that that uh, his later work was uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the orange the, album just didn't really stand no. up. To... The Halo series in general, I always find the uh, sort of the story and the cutscenes and the characters to be very very sort of straight and very um i don't I know kind of so boring seriously. like yeah. yeah i mean it's just yeah i don't usually get very invested in what's going on odst is interesting because they in almost all aspects of sort of production as it relates to characters from like texturing to animation to voice work and everything they've gone with a much more almost exaggerated style i mean it's clearly a deliberate thing where huh. the characters they they look less like they're slightly more exaggeratedly proportioned yeah. and you know the voice acting's a little more deliberately animated and the like the the way they move is is, is slightly the tiniest bit more cartoonish is like it it's good that they're doing that do you it's, love it i don't know i really honestly can't decide like it's i'm i was i'm thinking about it and it's it's i more find it interesting that they're doing that in this game especially as kind of like a spin-off game of a, a a sort of mainline halo game i i don't I sort of enjoy it more in that, yeah, I mean, I guess I just before found a lot of that stuff really bland. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I you know, they, they've got... So, now when, like, anvils are flying and hitting guys... And, <laughs> right. Uh, no, I mean, I don't want to give the impression that it's, like, fundamentally different, but there definitely is a change in direction. You know what I mean? Like, there definitely... There must have been someone who... who directed people to do this because yeah. it, it definitely... There is, Possibly like... Possibly some sort of art director. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, I, no, uh, I mean, I'm just talking out of my ass, you know. I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> maybe not. You know, it is a few Those degrees off, and it is like there's you know an audio log of a like three hundred man, three hundred pound kebab, overweight kebab salesman in this. <laughs> like the city it takes place in is an African city, and uh, you know, like what? there is just and he's oh, you've got to eat if you're going to escape the city, and it's like what <laughs> this is a Halo game. This is hilarious. Um, it sounds pretty good. It's kind of cool in that I I. It, it is sort of getting a little bit more to 
the kind of bungee sort of sense of humor that right. has been, I think, oh. somewhat. Did they like when? I don't know. Bungie as a company one? has always, yeah. Bungie as a company has always, their sort of outward face has always been one that's very tongue in cheek and very kind of um, jokey with their fans and, and oh, like. You mean like on their website? And stuff. On their website, yeah, and even in a lot of their game. I mean, stuff like Myth is. Their older is, games used to be a little more flip. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, they're yeah, and there's well, things I mean, like they, Pimps at Sea. Yeah, they they have Was a lot of real? just. It's yeah, just... every April first, it's a real game. <laughs> That's what I thought. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, their older catalog, Pimps at Sea, the yeah. Myth series. They they do have uh, there are the little whatever grunts that have yeah, and those guys are pretty and, goofy. Yeah. yeah, they roll around and and stuff. In, you know, in Halo Three, they they had a they had a skull sort of unlockable option that that when you shot those guys, they would explode into confetti and you'd go yay, which is pretty great. I mean, <laughs> stuff cool. like stuff like that sneaks through in their games. I mean, yeah. I don't I don't think they I don't think of them as sort of taking themselves super seriously. I just right. the Halo games to me the stories are generally pretty bland. But it's, like the ODST spinoff, once uh, they sort of lose the Halo Three moniker and ODST becomes its own series. And then that ends up <laughs> right. getting a spin-off. That just ends up... <laughs> That's going to be just like a weird, like... Toontown. Right, just yeah. toon-shaded people just like leaping off of out-of-control trolley cars. Yeah, and, uh, somebody drawing a, a train tunnel on a wall, and then a train yep. comes out and runs over another yeah, guy. Yeah, and in that game, you actually are a salacious crumb. Nice. Can't uh, wait. Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. That's ODST Recon. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Approved. Yeah. You know, in, in Halo other ones you you're the master chief and you've got your little squad mate buddy guys and they're always running around barking out like reloading and like taking cover and all this shit this time this time you your actual character says all that shit which i think is really hilarious because it's not useful to you as a player right, at all just, it's in the world of Halo, just like that guy well, yeah. if, you're, if you're sort of a military guy or a police officer you probably say reloading when you reload yeah in, in halo and while your main character that explores the central hub world is boring as shit, some of the some of the sub characters are, are, are sort of interesting in that they they try to flesh them out as sort of the one who's more experienced or less experienced, the one who's less experienced when you, like when he busts out his rocket launcher, he's immediately like, oh yeah, here we go, and it you know when he when he actually scores a kill, he's more animated about it. I mean, they they did try to take more of that more of attack of distinguishing these characters. So he's um, like the kid. Yeah, he's the rookie. He's the rookie. You know. You gotta use them. You got a lot to learn to kill the tank, uh, but uh, <laughs> I am starting to get a little, a little worn out on going back to the to the sort of central. Yeah, uh, been doing it again. It's just been too much smoky sax and like uh, <laughs> right. You know what? Taking notes. There actually is smoky sax in this game. Like they, I, I have to give, I have to give Marty McDonald or Marty O'Donnell credit for the music in this game in some sections because. There is some stuff that's extremely against type for a sci-fi shooter. I mean, there is some weird, smoky, film noir, jazz type stuff in there that's that's really surprising. Is that when you're detecting, yeah, it's when you're just walking around this world. Even that's when combat wacky. is going on there, which is which is really interesting. Like it's huh. man, that's just like that's a weird eighties. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. It's super eighties. It's really fascinating to me. The pr unfortunately, there are still, especially in the flashback sequence, well, mainly in the flashback sequences. Um, just the most obnoxious, repetitive, horrible butt rock imaginable. Just you know what I'm it's talking just the about. Characters just like, have different like tastes. did it, did it. Did I know exactly like, what you're oh, talking this about. This is terrible. I mean, it the, the, it pumps you up. The contrast between that and the other stuff makes it all the worse. It's yeah. really 
but there is best, I, best recent example of that that i that i can think of is uh near the end of fear 2 oh yeah i knew you were gonna say that yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 of course uh i played all did you play through it i did yeah okay i know yeah. the scene you're talking about yeah. yeah so so kind of pretty close to the end you i don't know come out of a sewer and there's some bad mans there or whatever and like you 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 have one of your squad mates and he's like the dude who's kind of the jarhead guy who's pumped up about combat or whatever but he hasn't really shown it up to this point hardly at all <laughs> right and then you he like found himself and, and then you fight through some guys and you get on a turret and as you're just mowing down dudes with like an explosive shell turret the, it just starts like this like new metal rap rock starts playing in the background like da -da 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 -da, and the guy's yeah. like hell yeah bring it on yeah. fuck did you see that and it's like it's pretty really, obnoxious really weird yeah like an out of nowhere and the tonal shift in that game from like the first 20 minutes to the end is yeah. amazing yeah <laughs> like it's it's pretty astonishing yeah yeah, Halo 3 ODST unfortunately features basically that same music. I mean, that's just all the same. It's like yeah. one chord. Yeah, that's just like, like Yeah, they 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 attempted to Do that again. license. They wanted to license let the bodies hit the floor, but right. it was taken, yeah. so they just recreated the experience. They just added they added cellos for the Halo version. Ah, because they do that. Hopefully, they also add that frog sound that you keep doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Weird. Uh, the, the clue that in that level weird. is a frog. Um, <laughs> bede, bede. <laughs> where's that coming from? Bede, bede. <laughs> what, I what think it's some sweet guitar. I think it's a frog. <laughs> no, no, it's got to be. It's got to be guitar. It's got to be. Bede, bede. Maybe you're right. Uh, uh, but yeah, the <laughs> the inner monologue in ODST is crazy. It's weird. It's just two Halo dudes like trying to go to sleep in a tent. They're camping out. They just hear that. <laughs> right. like, yeah. Oh no! Someone's actually experiencing a flashback over there to uh, a mm. clue. Nice. Well, then it probably is a guitar. Then. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, so you like it? You love it? Well, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it because cool. I really really do like just fighting guys in Halo. Yeah. Um, it's. Maybe I, we should play some co-op of it later. Yeah, we could do that. All we right. could do that with a video game. Um, what else has been going on? I had to find out what else was going on. The trail was as cold as the doorknob of a whorehouse on Christmas. And I was hungry. I saw, I saw Sid Meier in person once in my office because <laughs> both of our studios are owned by take two he was near my desk checking his iphone and i looked at him did you touch him no i didn't even say anything to him because he was looking at his iphone he seemed pretty busy also i'm not that he was playing civilization fan. revolution on his iphone let's assume so yeah what was his high score <laughs> <laughs> Face. I don't know. It, it I don't means know that Chris doing. knows what Sid Meier's high score on Civilization Revolution is. It's true. He, he got 70,000. And he he's wrote me not a letter. telling. He wrote, Dear Sid Meier, I love Civilization. And he wrote me a letter with his high score. Oh, he wrote you back after yeah. you wrote him saying, what is your oh, high right. score? Yeah, I did that. My mom told me to write you a letter because <laughs> I love your game so oh much. Oh, my God. We got an awesome... Uh, I probably would have written Sid Meier a letter as a kid. chocolate on myself. We got, a, we got an awesome letter. Uh, we sometimes get actual physical letters and we got this awesome letter from like a 11 year old kid or something like that yeah who had played our game and he sent us 
sketches on notebook paper of uh, ideas for new types of big daddies. Red. And they were super badass. That's awesome. There's one called the Diamond Daddy, which was made out of the hardest material on earth, diamond. Yeah. Uh, so made him really strong. There's also something called a Big Devil Daddy with two L's on devil. Like Deville? No, like devil, but okay. with two L's because that's, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't know how to spell devil. And He's super devilish. Yeah, and it had horns and he had fire around his hands. Uh, one of them had like his head emitted bees i think (laughs) oh man so they just changed the body part that emits bees yeah well that's that's great and there were ones that like had force fields and stuff there was like a half a dozen or a dozen of them they're amazing so getting like yeah getting fan mail and fan art from a small child that's super psyched on your game that never should have been playing your game in the first place (laughs) uh, is pretty awesome we get a lot of letters from prisons children you you get letters prisoners i should say you do well, not me specifically, but our staff. Oh, at Gama Sutra. Yeah. I thought you meant it. I questions that I don't Also that. Dear Chris, love the cast. Where is the next song? <laughs> Make the bird noise. <laughs> <laughs> on a handwritten letter. Right, yeah. like on toilet paper. Yeah. It's hard to get an iPod into jail, but I did it to listen to you. Sweet. You don't want to know some of the things I've done while listening to your voice. Signed, prisoner. Three eight seven eight five seven two. You're right. I don't. <laughs> you guys want to talk about Halo? Um. So I heard that you play as Master Chief in this Halo game. Uh. I was at uh, Jack in the Box, and I had a. Oh, it was something really stupid sounding. It was taco nachos. Taco nachos. <laughs> I've never heard of that. Uh, they That's because it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. They, they were basically like... They, they were basically just like really thin squishes of... of <laughs> that hand gesture of, does not explain. <laughs> of ground, well, it, it was just like a really thin it was layer... Like, it was like a really thin layer of ground beef with like fried thin nacho encasing it. And then served like nachos with gross nacho cheese on them and stuff. So you would, it was basically just nacho chips that were filled with a really thin layer of beef inside them. And it was awful and hilarious. Nice. <laughs> Sounds great. Uh, I ordered it because of the name. <laughs> Success. Laugh value. Somebody has succeeded. Guess what I ate today, guys? Nachos. Taco nachos. And, oh, and tacos. tacos. If we would have combined our assumptions, we would have been correct. Yeah. I had to combine my assumptions, a taco and a nacho. Only one game would allow me to piece that puzzle together. Scribble nuts. Nice. A little more frustrated with that one. Did you write a word? I, I did write a bunch of words. What happened then? In many cases, nothing. Uh, sadly, <laughs> this is like I don't know. I feel like in the end, this game suffered from from one of the two problems it could have suffered from. One of which being they didn't think they didn't put enough words in there, which is not the case. Yeah. The other being they didn't put enough interactions in there, which I think is the case. Or enough being able to control things. That also, but th- I can deal with that. I would be able to better deal with that if I felt like when a very obvious interaction should work. And I know that yeah, yeah. you know there are almost an infinite number of obvious interactions, but when I've got a bee flying around that I have to get rid of and then I have a beekeeper and I give him a net and I'm like 
Come on, man. <laughs> when it's more effective to shoot the bee with a soldier than to use a beekeeper, like, that's funny, but... Also wrong. It also gets a little old. Like, yeah. a fisherman with a fishing pole won't catch a fish. Like, wow. you know nice. what I mean? It's like... Uh, yeah, I... I, I, I spent <laughs> Sorry. About, I, I don't know what to tell you. 20 minutes with that game. A cooper with some wood and some metal will not make a barrel. <laughs> a cooper? <laughs> yeah. A, Sorry, I like a beekeeper, a fisherman. Well, it's because you know, it's because they're such direct examples. It's like yeah. I tried those very those yeah. exact things. Make a fisherman, give him a fishing pole. He should probably catch that fish. Yeah. I think that makes sense. But uh, yeah, I, I I spent about fifteen minutes with that game because you know one of my coworkers bought it and I just checked it out at his desk and I tried to type in. I know I, I tried Hot to type scoops. I, I tried to type <laughs> in like. Well, it was something my character like, took a poo. It was something like like. <laughs> idiosyncrasy and, oh god and, well come and, on no no but i mean i knew it wasn't going to do shit but it, it gave me the 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 you know autocomplete like right. maybe you meant this and one of them was idly i-d-l-y the like, adverb <laughs> i what? guess did you do it and, and i did it and it gave me a little oval shaped biscuit <laughs> maybe that also means like something else yeah because they put sambo in there yeah. and that i guess is like a some sort of melon a word for a spanish to, melon yeah. yeah uh yeah so my main experience was i created an idly <laughs> nice. and i think i distracted a dog with it and then i dug down through the sand to reach a crate uh which contained a wasp a wasp which killed me and then i stopped nice. playing <laughs> You found an underground wasp. I found a, a, a wasp living inside a crate under the ground that killed me when I opened the crate because I was in a hole with it and couldn't get out. Sweet. Finished the level by failing and then right. didn't play it anymore. Uh, so it definitely seemed a little weird. There, there was definitely super weird actually because like in that same level there was a shovel next to a dog. And the dog was totally chill. And Shoot you, and bury the dog. Until you picked up the shovel. And then the dog got super pissed off, so I guess it was the dog's shovel. <laughs> so then I just typed in the word shovel and gave it to myself. <laughs> and I don't know what the hell was supposed to be going on there. It seems like a kind of confusing, weird thing. Yeah, it's the kind of thing that I, I think is understandable why it demoed so well for people. Yeah. Because if, you, if you're sort of just, you sit, you know, you, you're... If you want to type in Tyrannosaurus Rex and Keyboard Cat and right. Kraken and then... And have them fight or whatever. Then, yeah. Yeah. Write a joystick blog post about it right that's completely feasible <laughs> exactly yeah and it's often hilarious i mean a lot of yeah. the stuff I, mean, I have had a lot of really awesome uh, cool interactions in that game yeah but since the the actual game demands you to complete very specific tasks yeah uh and a lot of times the game has pretty different ideas <laughs> like about how to complete those yeah uh i don't so know hopefully they make another scribble nuts game yeah exactly i kind of just hope they do it again and and just you know take their existing like data set and uh, engine and just make it way more crazy so sort of like scribble knots adventures uh, like scribble knots odst yeah in this one you don't play the master chief hmm. but if you type in odst you get a cup of tea that's true a nasty one uh, uh i looked up what what an idly is and it's a savory cake popular in south india there you oh, go man See? Well, sweet as noted i thought it was some kind of biscuit so this is, yeah. right. this is the idly thumbs podcast <laughs> biscuit was dry as a pharaoh's tomb. As I chewed it, I mulled the pieces over in my mind. Scribblemots? Psychonauts? No, 
It's got to be police knots. What's going on with you, Steve? Who, me? Yeah. Me. You, Speaking Steve. of knots, you've been playing a police knots. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Good chortling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it was it was semi ironic and stupid because um, for I guess a number of years, like it seems like a couple of years at least, I I had uh, whatever bag I I had found out that there was a a group of guys who were attempting to do a fan translation of Police Knots, which is uh, the Hideo Kojima game that came out between Snatcher and Metal Gear Solid that was never, you know, released in anywhere outside Japan. Um, and it is pretty much like Snatcher. It's like a, you know, kind of text graphical adventure game thing with a lot of dialogue and you go through a lot of dialogue trees and stuff like that. Uh, and so, yeah, a couple of years ago, I guess I found police net, which is the site for these guys trying to do this thing and had just sort of checked it every once in a while to see, oh, are they actually going to release this and went on their forum and they had like a progress thread and everything. And it was like, oh, it looks like they're getting really close. And, uh, I, I subscribed to their newsletter and everything. So as soon as they actually released this thing, they'd been working on for years, I could find out about it without just randomly checking their site one day. And then, uh, middle of like, I don't know, a week ago. On my Eurogamer RSS feed, they have a review of Police Knots on their site. I'm like, what? What's that all about? And then in it, it's like the fan translation released August 24th that facilitated this review. And I'm like, the fan translation has been out for like a month and they didn't even send me a fucking newsletter about it. What is wrong with you guys? Nice. <laughs> like, why did I subscribe to your bullshit? Uh, so, yeah, I found out about it late and... At one point, I was psyched about it. I actually bought off of eBay a um, Japanese copy of the game. And mm -hmm. so you can just rip the ISO to your hard right. drive from the disc and patch that and play it through an emulator, which is what I'm doing. Where uh, do you get the patch? From policenots.net. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you meant like the latest version. No, of, no, no. Yeah, but it's the, a the fan game, translation so is a, a patch executable that just is applied to the Got ISO. It. And if you really want to be hardcore, then you burn that back to disc and play it on like a modded ps1 yeah yeah sweet uh so uh yeah and it's a fucking weird game yeah <laughs> it's really strange and cool in a lot of ways what is and a also police not kojima e in a lot of ways yeah uh kojima-esque a police not in this case uh two out of five of them are just carbon copies of Mel Gibson and Danny Glover from Lethal Weapon. <laughs> so they're so, so they don't wear like police space helmets or anything. They they're police uh, that are in space. It's oh, true. they are I mean, in space. Did you guys know anything about Snatcher at all? Uh, only the have you seen screenshots the of most it and shit? So they, I think I've seen it, some it's, screenshots. It's just yeah. a one hundred percent rip off of the Blade Runner universe. Like, uh -huh. oh, are yeah. these in the same series? No, no, oh, but oh, but oh, I mean, they're, they're the two games that Kojima made back to back. No, know? I know, but yeah, um, yeah. I don't think. Actually, I think maybe they are all supposed to take place in the same universe because uh, Meryl Silverberg from Metal Gear Solid is in Police Knots and she was in Foxhound in yeah. Police Knots and everything. So apparently oh, okay. Metal Gear Solid and Police Knots take place on the same timeline. Um, but yeah, uh, so anyway, Snatcher was, yeah, just a carbon copy of, of Blade Runner except with a like incompetent perverted idiot instead of uh, Harrison Ford That's <laughs> uh, pretty awesome. as, as the main character. Snatcher is pretty fucking good. Like, it's funny and weird and, I don't know, it's it's good, but, like, 
they literally took screen grabs from Blade Runner, like of the cylindrical police headquarters building yeah. and just did a sprite overdraw of nice. it. And like that one, that one classic maneuver picture from inside the cockpit of like Harrison Ford driving his hover car. They just yeah. drew over it with their main character. <laughs> like nice. it's, it's really blatant. And it's the same thing here. They just, your main guy is a youngish white guy with a mullet who looks kind of like Mel Gibson. And his partner is an older black guy with thinning hair that is too old for this shit. Right. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it takes place in like, but it's in space. Yeah, it, 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 it takes place in like 2050 or something like, like my that. kind of game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, take the Mel, take the lethal weapon thing, but make it in Kojima's nerdy ass space, sci-fi <laughs> cyberpunk right. universe. So yeah, that, the, the main, the basic thing is that there's this big, space station that's orbiting earth called beyond coast and it's sort of uh i mean you know that's Japanese people don't like, know what yeah, you, gotta words call, are. you gotta call it beyond yeah coast. outer moses um and uh and so when it was first being constructed they had five prominent police officers from earth be trained to go up to the space station and keep order like they as, are the police knots. they are the police knots and the guy you play as was working you know, doing a spacewalk and like got disconnected and floated out into space. Like it was like uh, 2001, you know, like it, he was sort of ejected out into space by the pressure of his own suit. But uh, it was equipped with like a, 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 a survival ball, quote unquote, which is basically just a, a really small life pod that has cryo stuff in it. And so you were frozen for 25 years before you were recovered. And so that's why you are 25 years younger than your partner who was the same age as you when you were frozen ah. and so it's a whole it, it is i mean it's a fairly That's so funny that reminds me so much of, of metal gear solid 4 how it's like you're not actually an old guy what you are is a guy with some kind of nanovirus that yeah. looks really old well i mean it's like and there, like acts old there's stuff that that is interesting about the premise like I, it's not new to sci-fi or anything yeah. but like you were frozen for 25 years 25 years is a good number yeah because then you come back like, and, and everyone's like, still around. Everyone's still around, but they're older and you don't really have a job or anything anymore. So like at the beginning, you ended up back on the surface of Earth and it's in old Blade Runner LA that's all run down and stuff. And you're like a private eye and your wife from before you got ejected out into space and were gone for 25 years comes looking for help from you to find her now. New Not husband. knowing that you were him. No, no. She knows. Oh. But for you it feels like two years have passed but now she's 50 you know and uh -huh. you still are in whatever the body and mindset of a 27 year old guy and so like yeah you were gone and now you came back and things have progressed and people have changed and you're kind of dealing with that and that's pretty cool and it also is a pretty good excuse for like other characters to explain shit to you because it's right. a player surrogate yeah, yeah, and you don't yeah. know what a space station is or whatever uh but also it's filled with kojima mega perviness and, yeah. and, and I, saw, I saw your post on twitter about that i touched it i touched a space boob nice i did and it, and it made a sproing sound <laughs> what it actually says sproing or it sounds like sproing sound okay. Okay. Make, make the sound no you can find this on the internet it sounds like a cartoon <laughs> spring <laughs> all right like you know uh but but it, it every it, it's it's funny because yeah, it's so it's so pervy that it gets really predictable to the point where if you can't be pervy towards someone, it's like a clue, basically. <laughs> right. Like every woman you you encounter is a you know whatever anime pinup you know sexy cartoon lady, and you you have a cursor and you can look at stuff and there's all there's hotspots all over the screen and anytime you're talking to one of these women, you can look at the 
boob area and he'll say God. something about it and once you've done that if you click it again it gives you the the interaction option which is touch at which point you do it and it does an animation of the boobs like going like boing and it makes that sound uh and that's ta-da <laughs> video games, video games. <laughs> uh 1994 japanese video games that were never released in the states possibly for a reason and so uh there's yeah there's this one female character <clears throat> who this was my train of thought. I went back to, you know, her, where you meet her, you know, and was clicking around and stuff. And I was like, wait, you can't be a total pervert towards her. Like, you can be a total pervert towards your partner's high school age daughter at, like, in front of him and just shit like that. And then there's this one character who there's no other good reason that you shouldn't be able to just be generic pervert towards her. I'm like, you can't, you don't have those interactions. Then I'm like, oh, wait, I was frozen for 25 years and it's been two years so that's 27 years ago and this woman is the daughter of the 27 year old daughter of my ex-wife ah. theoretically from someone else but oh i get it so i can't be a pervert towards her because it's going to turn out she's my daughter right but like that was the clue <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah hilarious also um, that reminds me real quick of a uh, a statement made by the Oh God, I don't know. Lead designer or someone on the at Obsidian uh, talking about uh, Alpha Protocol. I guess there was some leaked Sony document that came out this week in oh, which yeah, talking one about of how the it wasn't really like, RPG yeah, or something like that. And um, the guy responded and he said, "Well, I don't know how much of this game this guy played, but this is clearly like completely an RPG." Also, like, and he listed off a bunch of you know facets of yeah. the game, and then oh like, yeah, and I saw you can that. Interact, yeah. inter like you know interact with, and then parentheses or kill slash sleep with like any <laughs> any NPC in the game. <laughs> it's like wow, yes. okay, well that is it. yeah. It was it was Ta-da. interact and then parentheses to define what interact means. Those kill two slash verbs. sleep yes. with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Uh, well, I guess that game is targeted towards. Uh, Males, male human being, male humans, yeah, uh, <laughs> things without two X chromosomes. Yeah, I mean for sure. I I don't know. I like I get the impression it's kind of like it was kind of expected out of a like visual novel of that time because like so many of them I think are like the you know dating sexualized games that like if you're going to make a visual novel it has to have some kind of sexual mm. titter- titillation weirdness yeah. to it or something. Maybe also that's just an excuse, and Kojima likes to touch space boobs. <laughs> like I, but uh, it's a pastime. But like aside from that stuff, which is actually kind of obnoxious, uh, the the thing that's really cool about it is that since it's this visual novel and it's like ninety five percent text, like that's what's interesting about it from a fan translation point of view is they must have translated tens of thousands of words of, right. of dialogue, which is kind of amazing. But also you can just like the world building can be really dense, you know, because it's not real time or anything. So you can like click on this little newspaper article in the corner. It can tell you all this shit about the history of this world that Kojima made up. And you can really explore like, how does this future world work? You click on a pack of cigarettes and it talks about weird, you know, like biodegradable smokeless technology they use in cigarettes that like you would never see that kind of world detail in a different type of game that has to be more immediate to push you along a little more. Yeah. Yeah, Right. So so that aspect of it is really cool, just exploring this weird place and finding out about it. Obviously, you you know, as someone who doesn't speak Japanese, I mean, 
you can't speak to the sort of authenticity of the translation, but is it, does it read well? I mean, is it? It does. Yeah. It's it's a really well done. That's that's the other thing that's impressive about it is it's a really well done translation. Like, seems like they could totally, you know, if they had released this on PSN or something, I wouldn't have thought it, you know, it seems like a professional yeah. job. There's a couple of places that are, it's a little bit more sweary than I think it would be, you know, uh -huh. if it were professional. And also there's a couple of places where it seems like they probably had a bunch of guys working on it. And some of them had a little less restraint because uh, there have been a couple of points where there's been kind of internet e phrasing uh, like it's the worst. Like there was there was one part where you're like chasing a guy in your squad car and like you 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 corner him or something and your main character says uh, like and God decreed let there be win. Oh, what? <laughs> which is like which that is like a need to be there no which is like a standout completely incongruous line with the rest of the translation which there's yeah. like nothing like does that. nintendo still do that because they're yeah they're all over that these days yeah i'm i'm starting with the gamecube era it seemed like nintendo just got all about having like one novelty character who speaks in like weird lolcats speak yeah. or uh yeah that sort of stuff yeah and it's it, the weird thing about it is that like i'm thinking of it like when I'm playing it, I'm thinking of it in terms of being like a product of 1994 to right. the point where it doesn't just mm, right. seem stupid; it seems anachronistic. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, anachronistic. anachronistic. Yeah, yeah, because uh, yeah, it's like it seems wait, it, something something that stupid, that stupid thing specifically didn't even exist in the right. time that it's supposed to be translated from. Sure. It would be like putting that into a translation of like a 60s kung fu movie or something. You know, right. like I don't know. So it's weird, but yeah, the the other 90. 8.5% of the translation is really well done, like yeah. impressively. So I'm curious, to, actually curious to check that out. It's, I, uh, I, I mean, did not know much worth, about this game other than that yeah. he made it. and It's worth doing and it, it shows some of his like sort of, uh, I mean that he did both, both some of his like Kojima's nerdy interests. Like there's this uh, whole like space flight museum. And since in the format, you can actually click on all the different exhibits and stuff. And it's basically just like little miniature encyclopedia articles about the different Apollo uh, programs and like all this stuff about actual history of space flight. I don't know. It's there's some cool stuff about it. Also, it's I've played it for like seven hours. All text like, this, you know, almost right. entirely dialogue. And right. this is a two disc game and I'm not even <laughs> off of the first disc. So Ridiculous. it's also like and there's not, there's not very much animation, I would think. Right. There's. Actually, there's there's a fair number of uh, boing. Uh, there was true. a sproing. Yeah. yeah, a number of different sproings. Uh, but no, there, there's a they they did a bunch of like hand drawn cell animation, like really? anime cutscenes that, that stream oh, as videos. Oh, 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 I see. Yeah, in gameplay, you're mostly looking at static screens. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's a weird, cool, interesting thing that a bunch of dudes just did and released, and I think that's really a, kind of awesome. Yeah, it's impressive and surprising. Yeah. And it fills in kind of a gap in if you kind of wanted to play all of Kojima's games, that was the only major one that had never been put into English. Right. You know? So, pretty great. Cool. Congratulations to those guys. Go to policenots.net and check it out if you're interested. Do you know if, if Konami has uh, sort of like shaken their fist at all? or They've had plenty of time to order a cease and desist and I yeah. haven't heard anything about one. So, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Good for those guys. Maybe but Kojima sort of stayed their hand. No. <laughs> Yeah. Let them go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing Kojima just like reaching over and lowering the gun of the Konami right. sharpshooter right. as they run off into the distance. Yeah. <laughs> sort of papers containing translated uh, dialogue fluttering away out of, out of their suitcases or whatever. And salacious crumb cackles on his uh, shoulder. Right. 
He's there. He's why does he keep coming back? I don't know. He's all over the place. He's a henchman. That's true. That's what he. That's what he does. He's like a minion. Sweet. A crony. You guys want to do some reader mail? A toady. I don't know. Do you? I. I couldn't decide. Reader mail. No. Uh, let's see. Starring Steve Gaynor, the best person on this podcast. Oh, man. Also, some other dudes. I think <laughs> they make magazines about video games or something. Probably. It's what they do. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, Daniel writes, <sighs> Oh. You guys still doing dream analysis? Sure. Yeah. There was some kind of baddie warning me that if I didn't take care of the traps he'd laid along a path I was about to go through in this darkened building... Uh, I was in on my way out of into a crowded city center. Whoa. Wow, that was a lot of modifiers. I would be it responsible like for the deaths. <laughs> I would be responsible for the deaths of everyone there. Being in a dream, I didn't realize what the hell was going on, so I just walked out through the section and went outside. Then there was a cut. Why is my dream cutting to something anyway? To back inside the building, and something I can only describe as one of the hood- one of those hoodlums hopped up on Venom from Ooh. Arkham Asylum came Golly. down the same path. He reached the first of what I later recognized as three points where some something I was supposed to have done something about was lying. And then the scene got back to outside. This is impenetrable. Are you sure that somebody wrote this in English? Uh, that, he was well, dreaming while writing oh. this email. Then the dream cut back to the baddie. I want to say he looked like Scarecrow in Arkham Asylum. Uh, and I noticed he was holding something that looked like a Whopper from Burger King. He oh, had this placed, is getting good now. He it was placed, actually the king. It was the sneak king. Oh, okay. He had placed three of them, and once I was in a position to do something about them this time, I removed all three and put them somewhere else in the building. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> Off of the path of the Venom bad guy. Then I went outside, where I found a number of people fleeing the scene on foot and in vehicles. They were all <laughs> headed to some kind of wide mouth tunnel entrance, but there was a stoppage inside there. This is started, This is sounding like uh, Gordon Freeman's brother. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, full life consequences. Yeah. yeah. Then um, the zombie ghosts. <laughs> right. Some folks there were slowing the pack down, and I noticed there was a large, by large I mean bigger than the other vehicles, pickup truck that had stopped and was blocking the path. People had started to get out and walk. There wasn't panic, just a lot of people trying to get somewhere. I woke up sometime around then, but I had one last memory from the dream. A crowd of a group of people in the crowd were trying to figure out how they were going to feed the six of them with three sandwiches when they needed 12 sandwiches for two meals for all of them. It's Sunday morning as I write this. Ah! <laughs> that became an, an algebra problem at the end. You guys think maybe I should get something to eat? Daniel. My dream analysis, I think he should get something to eat. All right. Yeah, possibly two burgers for two meals for himself. <laughs> well, there's that. Dude, I, I, had a, I had a weird dream about yeah. a video game. I wrote a blog about it, but nobody reads my blog. Did, did, did you, did I you didn't see your blog thing? post. Well, I told it to Chris before, but he it's, doesn't, a, it's, a, pretty, he doesn't it's a pretty good, horrible, uh, creepy video game dream. So... It, it was it was right before I woke up one morning, uh, I guess. Like, and uh, I had a dream where I knew I was playing a game <clears throat> on a video game console, but it took place like I was seeing, you know, from the character's point of view in the game. So it was it, it was it like took, virtual reality. No, it was like I was supposed to be playing like an Xbox game, but I wasn't looking at a screen. I was you know seeing from my character's perspective, but I knew I was actually the guy playing, holding a controller. So. Uh, it took place on like this air alien kind of like Serengeti plane, kind of a yellow grassy plane, and uh, Far Cry Two. Uh, don't spoil it. Um, and uh, there were these, <coughs> there there was like this pack of grazing creatures out there, kind of uh, you know, alien prey animals. They were sort of like giraffe 
ish. They kind of reminded me of the Musculosauruses from uh, Xenoclash, you know, but smaller, uh, kind of llama sized. And so they were just kind of minding their own business. <laughs> nice. And, uh, and, and I, it was in first person, so I couldn't see myself, but I knew I was like a, a predator animal, like, uh, some sort of like, like a predator. Like, no, like a, like a panther or something, some sort of like, you know, car- like a carnivorous cat. cat. Yeah. Um, but all alien creatures. And so, like, uh, so it was the story of a carnivorous cat who it was, got, it was, the, was launched into space. No, like by the Soviets. We we were native to these. Oh, you were an indigenous cat. Yeah. So so I'm this predator creature, and there's this pack of prey animals, and I kind of pick one that's kind of one of the bigger ones and bear down on it, and in first person I jump on it, and I'm biting it and stuff, and you know it's like it's kind of defenseless, and I'm just biting on it, and because uh, what you do, right? And then I, I realize, like, with a damage indicator that I start taking damage from the side, you know? I look over to the side and I see it's one of the other prey creatures that's kind of, like, hitting me with its hooves. And I'm like, oh, wait, that one's slightly bigger than this one. And it's really freaking out. That must be this one's mother, you know? But I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I did, oh, like... Oh, God, a, I remember. I, yeah, I did, I, I did, I did I an attack this. towards yeah. it and just kind of, like, you yeah. know, batted it away because I am I actually have ability to attack things and they don't and so when i did that all the other ones scattered uh and kind of stood uncomfortably in a circle around me while i was kind of like continuing to feed on this one child animal and then i look up from it again over towards the the mother animal who's kind of like standing you know 10 feet away or something and and it just says no stop <laughs> and, and in my dream i like dropped my game controller and i was like oh, oh that's so horrible and like that was when i woke up oh, Jesus. <laughs> the worst game also the best game yeah oh, god because i was shocked to learn that they had the power of speech and that i had rendered right. a mother creature to the point of like pleading pathetically for the life of its child and it was really yeah, that's it up. was really unnerving <laughs> Uh, so that's how you make emotion in games. <laughs> a masterclass <laughs> with Steve Gaynor from the subconscious of Steve Gaynor. All right, Comes good job. Video video games. <laughs> yeah. All right. Any so, more dreams? Uh, Any more Dreamcasts? We might. I don't know. Um, Corey Butler writes in about a a project he's currently undertaking. He says. Hey guys, I'm going to be starting a quest to complete the best games from the second half of this decade, and I was hoping you guys would mention it on your pod blast. Uh, okay. So at quicksaved.com, this guy's trying to play through 45 PC games in 30 days. Or no, I'm sorry, the other way around. 30 PC games in 45 days. So he's got a day and a half each, basically. Um, Depends what he wants to play, but that could be pretty difficult. Yeah. <laughs> I think so far he's played through um, the first Brothers in Arms game, the second Freedom Force game, and... Maybe something else. I don't know. Played the but second he'll, he'll be switching over to like Solitaire, the Vista version of Solitaire. Well, he does say, he says, Remo, you'll notice there's Far Cry 2 on that list. Your six episodes of Idle Thumbs dedicated to praising it really influenced my decision to put it on there. Also, Sam and Max for Mr. Rodkin slash Big Bird. Thanks, bros. <laughs> Corey. So, uh, you should be playing Sam and Max because it's one of the best LucasArts adventures, not because of Big Bird. I think he actually has Sam and Max episodes one and two He's on it. He's talking about the new ones because they're from this decade. Oh, that's right. That's right. This isn't just games. This is recent games. Yeah. Word up. It's cool. Uh, yeah. So. But he should also play Sam and Max at the road because of Big Bird. <laughs> so you go to quicksave.com uh, and you track his progress as he plays <laughs> Jake's some Jake's bristling games. here. I'm not Big Bird. <laughs> <laughs> 
Why don't you publish a book about it like Leonard Nimoy did? Did he make a book called I'm Not Big Bird? <laughs> he made one called I Am Not Spock. Oh, oh did he? Well, I, yeah, I, I was like his famous book that he I never played Big Bird after. on television. Everybody thinks you're Big Bird, though. <laughs> That's, true. That's why you should write a book saying you're not Big Bird, because yeah. you never played Big Bird yeah, on television. Because you're, you're not. I'll interview the real Big Bird. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, so check out that this guy is playing some video games on his website. Yeah, he's posting also his thoughts about them as he does oh, it. That's cool. All right. Um, Good for him. All right. So, uh, Will M. For reading it. Writes, hey, Thumbs. I was walking through a Best Buy the other day, and I saw this. Thought I would share. Good luck. Have fun. So, it's a picture of a game <laughs> called Cabela's Monster Bass. Except there's a sticker over the B, so it says monster ass. So there you go. (laughs) Classic. I know. Let's post that on your blog. Maybe I will. I'll probably post it on the Facebook page. I looked at that as what is. Oh, and then I laughed like an idiot after the. Like, sort of. I understand his. Okay. And then it was really funny, actually. And I'm stupid. (laughs) True story. Putting stickers over the things to make them say other things. I know. Classic. Classic. Yeah. Have Super you seen classic. that? There's the, it's a faked cover, but someone took... Uh, it's a photoshopping of a hypothetical cover for Parents Magazine, but like someone's head obscures just the right letter and there's a dot over something else and it turns into penis in the most amazing way <laughs> that looks like the actual sort of magazine, horrible magazine trend of just faces obscuring yeah. the logo and the sort of sticker with the corner folded over effect. Yeah. Uh, and it's my favorite <laughs> uh, weird commentary on stupidness of magazine design. Nice. Because it says penis. Of course. Um, I understood that. <laughs> Ryan Z. Bone, which is a pretty amazing name. Uh, Do you think it's real? I hope it's real. Right. My dreams will be crushed if not, so don't tell me if so. Odious T, right? Uh, <laughs> scoops, greeting thumbs, where have all the hot scoops gone? Or hot scoops himself, what's going on with the scoops? Regards, Ryan Bone. <laughs> We've here, delivered scoops. Here he fucking is. Hold on, wait, wait, one second. Ryan, the, the masters of idle thumbs received your letter and they invited me to be on the show specifically <laughs> to address your your concerns so can and we can we go down these uh point by point here so so yeah let's 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 address his concerns what was the what was the uh, first one? where have all the hot scoops gone um well i've been working a lot um uh, you're asking you're answering the second question where have they gone well the, these are just he's asking about lowercase oh, myself i'm where sorry have the hot i'm scoops sorry gone? i'm sorry ryan I didn't mean to fuck this up for you. Um, <laughs> the, the the hot scoops that I deliver uh, have been offloaded to our our hosts here because whenever I have a hot scoop, I've been sure to pass it along to Chris and Jake Thanks. so they can mention it on the show. Yeah. So I'm sorry I couldn't be here in person. They're here by them. proxy. Yeah. yeah. Sort of a proxy scoop. Uh, his second question, how about hot scoops himself? <laughs> okay. So going back to my prior point i'm sorry uh yeah i've i've been in the 2k marine offices working on bioshock 2 a lot but right. um we're we're making good progress and i hope to have more time for podcasts very soon yeah there you go finally uh what's going on with the scoops oh uh well these days let's see i went to a wedding uh <laughs> last weekend <laughs> And no, okay. Uh, now I'm on this podcast, and it's really great. Oh, so man. thanks for your letter, Ryan, and thanks for reminding these guys they need to invite me back. <laughs> okay, next. Well, there you go. Regards, Ryan Bone. Well, that's good. We point knocked him down right there. Set him up and knocked him down. Um, Justin Herberger writes, "Dudes, I'm hey. sorry, Fishbulb writes, dudes. A few <laughs> weeks ago, you had some guy in your cast guys. talking about how great Animal Crossing was. 
That would be Ron Gilbert. It inspired me to revisit. <laughs> some dude, <laughs> some asshole. <laughs> it inspired me to revisit my old Animal Crossing town on the GameCube. Oh, that's a bad idea. It was really fun. Well, he disagrees. <laughs> well, no, I mean, because that place is going <laughs> to that place is going to have about eight thousand weeds in it. All the animals will be gone and sad, and there'll be nothing but roaches. Well. You know, it's what you do. Is that is that was that the case? Uh, it's not what he describes. There he are says, weeds everywhere. Everyone was gone and sad, and there was <laughs> nothing but roaches. It was really fun to go around and check out all the crazy <laughs> shit <laughs> I had done so long ago. According to a goat, it had been forty-seven months since I last played the game. <laughs> wow, that's a long goddamn time. Um, after the goat stopped talking, I quickly chose the dialogue ending option so I could carry on. And then I realized that that would be really sad if someone you hadn't talked to in nearly four years had nothing to say to you, and it made me feel bad. <laughs> Wow, that's an amazing observation. I really like that. Yeah. Anyway, I encourage you guys to check out your old Animal Crossing games. It was like opening a time capsule of wasted time. Fishbulb. Yeah. That, that's good. Well, yeah, <laughs> That poor goat was snubbed. Yeah. Animal Crossing has weirdly been one of the games that has made me feel the worst and saddest <laughs> at, at a couple of yeah. times because they did a good job of making it seem like you really made a poor, innocent, happy animal feel really sad <laughs> if you do something mean. Like, there's this one animal that I... You have a net, and you can hit the other animals with a net. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hit it, and it was like, stop hitting me with that net. And I hit it again, and it was like, come on, I can't, why do you keep hitting me with that net? And then and then I hit it with the net the third time, and it was like, why are you so mean to me? I, I feel really sad. And then it started crying and ran away. And I was like, Jesus, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're just a fake video game animal. Yeah, like. You can was, take it. But it was really strange, and I felt like a horrible person. <laughs> For making the animal cry. Did you write them a letter filled with sort of happy apologetic and, and words? And I tried to talk to it again, and it just refused to talk to wow. me. So, I, I sympathize with that reader. Yeah. Animal Crossing. You would have hit again. that goat with a net. Animal Crossing is a really good game. I would have talked to that goat for a long time. <laughs> yeah. You have something to say after two years. <laughs> Um, Actually, the, the the depressing thing about it is they say, like, you've been gone for 47 months. And then you talk to them once more and they're like, so here's a generic thing that I said <laughs> right. 47 months yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this guy's story was better. Um, okay. So Chris, uh, let's see here. Ramo. Chris Daniel writes, oh. hi, Thumbs. Oh, this Hello. is a good email. I heard your pod. Pl- <laughs> that was my commentary. Uh, I heard your pod hey, blast. About oh, this is a good email. <laughs> Get ready for a good one. Um, I heard your pod blast about the Fire Guy game, and thought I should inform you that the Firefighter game is not a dead market. It's just that the games of that genre cost far more than most gamers are willing to pay. You see, my company, High Voltage Software, makers of great games you may have heard of, like The Conduit and The Grinder for the Wii, and games you probably haven't heard of, like Dora the Explorer, Dora Saves the Snow Princess, makes a firefighting game simulator called Flame Sim. While this game does not feature lifestyle training and RPG elements mentioned in the Fire Guy games, no Firehouse Chili, it does offer realistic fire response, equipment, techniques, and procedures, along with fire that spreads realistically and must be handled with extreme caution. It's about as close as you can get to being a firefighter while remaining in a climate-controlled environment. Unfortunately, since this is a product made for training and not general consumption, it talks about 25 times what your average video game costs. But if you really want a firefighter video game and you have $1,500 lying around collecting dust, you do have options. Just thought you guys might like to know. That's pretty rad. Huh. So it's, right. it's a training sim that they, <laughs> yeah. that they train firefighters with? For some reason, I was expecting that email to transition into like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air opening <laughs> monologue or something. Right. Ooh. All right. Well, this guy Why? does continue. Oh. He says, oh. <laughs> and that's how... Uh, love your show, guys. Please keep potting blasts and blasting pods. And to Jake, I understand your pain. I, too, am often mistaken for a man called Nick. 
and I, my twin brother, and I know the pain of working in the most underappreciated part of game development, UI. I'll admit that no one has ever mistaken me for Big Bird, but I've been compared to Oscar the Grouch on occasion. Take that as you will. Thanks for being awesome, guys. Sincerely, Chris. So Thanks, Chris. <laughs> P.S. In West Philadelphia, born and raised. <laughs> on the playground is where I spent most of my day. <laughs> oh, man, how did you know he said that? Chilling out, Max, and relaxing all cool, and all shooting some people outside the school. Yeah, is that all that all that happened to you? Well, then a couple of guys—they're up to no good. Uh huh. Started making trouble in my neighborhood. Did they really? Yeah, I got in one little fight, and my mom got scared. Oh, that said, sucks. You move in with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. Well, that was a long way away. Yeah, Man. I whistled for a cab, and when it <laughs> came near, uh huh, the license plate said "fresh" in the rain. There were dice in the mirror. Oh, man. All right, Chris. There were dice in the, the mirror. Were there really? But I trusted this cabbie to drive me all, <laughs> all the way across way. the country. 3,000 miles to, to Bel Air. To California. Yeah. Yes. Uh... Because he was fresh <laughs> and so are you. Right. Yeah. You could tell because of his license plate. Wait. There were dice in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if anything, I thought that this cab was rare, but I said, I'll oh, right. at your homes to Bel Air. Right. Um, there was a musical interlude. While we drove. Uh-huh. A long one, I would think. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, then then we pulled up to the house <laughs> about seven or eight. Yeah. I yelled to the cabbie, yo, home, smell you later. Man, after that whole trip, that's all you... I would feel bad. I also gave him a tip, but I didn't feel like it was... 47 months in a cab and... I didn't feel like it was worth mentioning. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah? I, I looked at my kingdom and I was finally there. Man. I, I, I then proceeded to sit on my throne as the Prince of Bel-Air. Great. Boop. Badoop, it's, a good, doop, doop, doop. <laughs> it's a good story, dude. Yeah. When did this happen? Uh, like, I was in high school, so uh -huh. I guess uh, it was before like, I uh, met you, I guess. Yeah, it was like 10 or 11 years ago. Okay. Um. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> That's fascinating. I never knew this about you. Steve. I went to this private school and I, I tended to turn my jacket inside out to show my individuality. <laughs> nice. Sounds like a good plan. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> that was right around the time Final Fantasy 7 came out. I was really into it. You guys ever played any video games? I'd played that one. Anybody write a reader mail? Uh, sure. No, actually, I think we ran out. <laughs> what? And we definitely didn't run out, but I don't have any more marked. Our supply has been exhausted. Yeah. We've completed this cast. Yeah. Eritrea is part of Africa. Somebody replied and said, sounds like talking about Far Cry 2. What? That got Chris's <laughs> attention. <laughs> Awful. Awful <laughs> Far Cry 2. But, what? what? Huh? <laughs> huh? I, I believe I, I, I heard something quite interesting. <laughs> Coming from your side of the table. <laughs> I believe you mentioned Far Cry 2, the Clint Hawking masterpiece. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Video game. We, we can talk about how the... I, I'm, I'm kind of interested. Did you guys talk about the... Uh, Brutal, Brutal Legend uh, demo last yeah. week? Nope. I, I haven't played, I haven't played it. I haven't played it either, but that's kind of why I'm, I'm interested in it. And it'll be coming out tomorrow, so it would be for for people who didn't pre-order so or what, get a code. What would you 
broadly say. But... Uh, I think it's 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 an interesting strategy they marketing strategy they oh, took the to, thing. to do the the thing where it's like yeah you get a unique code if you pre-order to play the demo a week early it was just like an a possibly annoying but really effective way to build buzz for it because like there were a bunch of contests to give out demo yeah. codes early and like it made me want the demo more it almost made me pre-order it from gamestop.com but then i decided that would be silly and i didn't but it's such a weird like incentive it's kind of a backwards thing yeah. like oh you already bought the game now try the game but but it makes it makes sense because it's like people that were going to pre-order it anyway they just want a chance to play it early but right. then for people that weren't even thinking about it that much it well it makes, just, it makes buzz on a bunch you, of websites yeah. that are like hey you could play this sweet demo and everybody gets, and it also is instant gratification so we could talk about that we just yeah, did we just did i thought we were <laughs> oh no these were on <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> Why did I tell you about that lobbyist that I slept with? You remember that guy? I do remember that. Yeah. That you slept with? <laughs> oh. 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 That guy resigned the next day. <laughs> the guy I slept with. <laughs> you ruined his career. <sighs> I always do. Metal Gear. So I hear that as as she attacks you more, the sperm floor rises. <laughs> I heard that too. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know if I'm supposed to go anywhere with that. But... <laughs> Pretty... Is there more f explaining what that actually is? There's actually just a. F I think it's in a video game. So, but I mean, it's like, is it like the like, like lava rising like, up? I believe so. But it's just. Sperm. Oh. <laughs> That's what happens in the lost circle of hell. There's just pools of semen. Mm -hmm. Oh, that explains <laughs> so much. It's what I was missing this whole time. There are also big penises and doors shaped like labia. And uh, the final boss is a big naked lady that shoots angry, <laughs> angry babies out of her giant nipples at you. What? what? <laughs> I'm not. You didn't you read the quotes? Uh, not very closely. No. They're 140 characters each. Yeah, it's so Aren't hard. Aren't you so to good at read reading? Ten words. It is. <laughs> it's hard for me. Giant, giant, angry lady has giant naked boobs that have tongues that stick out of the nipples then the tongues retract and angry attack babies fly out of the nipples to attack you as the <laughs> sperm floor rises that's probably the grossest thing anyone's ever described to me they're also apparently uh what's the word for them uh, there was some some kind of word for angry naked ladies that approach you unzip their torsos which split open and a 10 foot tentacle flies out of it, wraps around you and attempts to pull you into their crotch. Jesus. Which you do a QTE to. <laughs> right. Of to, course. No, that's yeah. true. To grab the tentacle and swing them, smashing them into a wall. Well, that's what you do in these games. <laughs> well, it's based on a book, right? Yeah. I heard it was a book. So I assume that I they mean, got it from there. They pretty much, yeah, their, their cans are sort of tied into, you know, what they can and can't include. I mean, it's there. Right. They're just putting it in the game. Yeah. So. Sweet. 
their hands are tied by a 10 foot uh, tentacle, tentacle that protrudes from a woman's like gaping abdomen. Yeah. Right. Okay. Hello? Wizard on. I never thought I would be calling you. I'm a student at a small Midwestern college. Well, I had an idea for a Boss Idol Sons shirt. It has a wizard on the back. You know, white beard, pointy hat and staff and spell book, all that. His staff has a crystal in the top of it. But it's not really a crystal, it's an LED. The stronger the Wi-Fi signal where you are, the brighter his rock glows. Also, the front of his shirt says Wizard on it. It might have to be an extra, extra, extra large shirt so you have room for all those A's. Baboo! Goodbye! Hello, I'm Batman. I was told I could reach the wizard here. Is that the, this is the right number, right? I mean, the wizard. The, the wizard. Uh, yeah. Baboo! Oh, god damn it. It's video games, Rock, and my arch nemesis. I gotta go. I'm Batman! Uh, Hey guys, it's Steve in Detroit. Uh, I know a lot of people have trouble telling you guys apart. My uh, quick shorthand is that Chris has got the deeper voice, and then Jake and Nick, uh, I know they have the same tip of a voice, but uh, Jake's got an accent, at least to somebody here in the Midwest, like me, has the same accent as Chris, whereas Nick has no accent, at least no perceptible accent, to a guy like me from Detroit. So there you go. I know that's going to help everybody out a lot. It's certainly helped me out. All right, wizard, bye. How the hell can you go on on 5 to 20 minutes on a firefighter game some guy came up with and totally ignore the fact that I wrote you an email about EA using the same engine for 90 years and we've been playing the same crap with different graphics and mixed game mechanics? Oh, I'm in the middle of a Walmart parking lot doing my security job at 2 a.m. in the morning full of rage. Rage! <laughs>